0: What is happening, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Episode 7 of Backmarker Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Let's get started. Right off the bat, we have the MotoGP second and final test at Portimao. The two-day test had a bit of a mixed bag. Um, excuse me. With some maybe light at the end of the total for one of the Japanese teams, um, and then also some very, very discerning news with, with Aleish, uh, with his arm pump. Um, but let's get started with, with the Japanese bikes. Um, Fabio Quattro, even with that rear wing, that huge Pikes Peak sized rear wing on the back of his bike and with the 22, uh, spec setups, he was still able to get third fastest, um. Beating out Luca Marini, Marco Bezeki, and Ayo Bastanini, basically all almost all the Italians, um, and Alex Marquez being seventh quickest at the end of the second day. Um, Moto, or, I'm sorry, not MotoGP. Now Moto News made an interesting comment just about um, a half an hour less, a little over half an hour ago, um, saying that he Alex Marquez. Might actually be set to win a couple of races this season. Um, I don't think he is, uh, just because of his past history. Yes, he has, he was on the Honda and Moto GP, which we all know now wasn't, has never been the best bike on the grid. Um, but even with the best equipment on in Moto 2, uh, he's, st- it still took him a long ass time to, to win a title. Um, so even with, he's even shown being on the best bike doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win. Uh, also, he's going to have to deal with not just his teammate, but also Johan Zarco, yeah, Zarco, Jorge Martin, Enea, and Pecco. So is he set up to win a couple races? True. Is he going to win those races? I don't think so. Um I'd be willing to bet that he's not going to win a race. He might get a podium, but he's not going to win. Just outright. He might win based off of circumstances. Um, Peko crashing out, that's probably going to be a given. Um, And maybe some other people having issues. But I don't think he's going to win a race just based off of outright pace. Um, There's going to be a lot of things that are going to have to go his way in order for him to win a race, let alone multiple races. Um, but yeah, he's he's set up for it. I mean he set himself up for it when he signed on with with Grisini. Um, but I still don't think that that's gonna mean anything. And then speaking of writers, Aleish with is set to go uh, with have ar- surgery for his arm pump. Um, this is gonna be courtesy of crash.net. Uh, he prepares for arm surgery. Uh, let's see here. Um, and this is quoting from Malaysia himself. I cannot do many laps, unfortunately. I have no strength in my arm like yesterday. So I just did a couple of short runs to try some geometry for the race. It was quite positive. I was quite fast, but still, I'm not riding good. I have no strength in arm, and I can just do two or three laps and then stop. It looks like fibrosis. We did some scans here with the doctors, and it looked like I, I have a big fibrosis that is pushing the muscle, and this is why I have no power on the hand oof um it looks like they have to open clean it and close it again it's not dramatic surgery but anyway tomorrow at 8 am i will be in the in the, the hopefully i'm saying this right the heos hospital to do more tests and see what we decide to do it's a little bit worrying for me because it's not really arm pump i don't feel the arm super big but even in the first lap i have no strength on the front brake it's like this arm was completely sleeping so it's a bit frustrating um Hopefully he gets. Hopefully the surgery fixes him up, and he's ready to go. He's as healthy as he can be um, for the first race in a couple weeks. Let's see, the twenty fourth. So actually next week. Damn, time flew by quick. Luckily, but um, whether he's going to be hundred percent, we don't know. Um, it's, it even sounds like it doesn't sound like they know what they know what's going on with it, but it's not arm pump. So I don't think they really have an idea of what the timetable is going to be. Um, but I hope he gets well. And I hope he gets well enough to where he can ride as close to 100% as he can for the for the Portugal Grand Prix. Um, and I hope he stays healthy because he's probably the only person outside of Ducati and Marc Marquez that can uh compete for the title. Um So yeah, we'll have to see how the how that uh how that surgery goes down. Um speaking of Mark Marquez, <laughs> um not been a good testing. Um it sounds a lot like they're still having the same issues that they had um in the previous test. Um because he finished what is this? I'm looking at uh, what test is this? first day of testing he he was nineteen out of twenty four and then on the last day he was fourteenth um, out of twenty two so yeah not very good um the only good the only positive thing about his time is that he his speed was three hundred forty three kilometers an hour which is uh let's see three four seven three four six i mean he's he's definitely up there in terms of speed but he's still what is it over eight tenths of a second off peco in terms of fastest time um and he's even been very very pessimistic about their chances um And this is a quoting from Alex Marquez when they asked if he was able, if the Honda is, is going to be able to dig themselves out of the hole. Uh, we will see. Of course, we need to believe in it. And at the moment, in the standings, everybody has zero points. And then we pass five, six races. You'll understand immediately where you are. But it's true, we need to make a step to keep improving. But you cannot start a season with a negative mentality. You need to start with a positive mentality, trying to find the best. <laughs> where is the best, Mark? None of us are seeing it. Um, Unfortunately, some of the things that Honda expected to work on the track was not working like we expected, and then we were riding the same bike today as we finished with in Malaysia. It's true that we changed the setup a bit, my team organized a good plan, and we did a few steps, and I was feeling better and better. I was able to work on the rhythm because when when you try different things, every run it's more difficult, but now for Portimao, we cannot think about the podium or the victory. We have to think about what we have, try to take the best. Also, the conditions will change. The rubber on the track, we will see. But at the moment, if tomorrow was the race with the conditions we had on track, we can fight for 5th to 10th, I believe. That is pretty damning uh, coming from Mark Marquez. Even with Ken Kochi um, trying to write that ship. Uh, sounds like they didn't find t- whatever Ken found with Stefan Brautl riding the Arrowless bike either didn't work or didn't change it. Well, obviously, it didn't work, but whether they kept those changes or reverted back to um, all this, or whether they put where they took the changes out, I, I haven't been able to find that out. Um, but yeah, I don't think Mark Marquez is playing any mind games here. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that the Honda is shit. And they really haven't done anything to make it better than being a two-wheeled pile of shit, um, even with Ken on there. But the problem, with, the problem with Ken is that he still has a lot of people who are entrenched in there and they are set in their ways. Um, Alberto Puj is the big one. Um, and he's got to fight that and also fight Mark Marquez if they're not on the same page. Because this year, this year basically is is the Mark Marquez show. He is going to be the captain. He's going to be the engineer. He's going to be everything. Uh, Last year was Honda's chance to do their own way, and they fumbled the ball terribly. Um, They were they were like the Three Stooges in MotoGP pack. They were Larry, they were Mo, Larry, and Curly all in one. Um. And so Mark Marquez now this is his team to run, and he's being he's being realistic. Um, and I think that this is just going to get worse as the season goes along, and this is just going to lead up to him signing with Ducati, regardless of what. Ah, um, uh, fuck, I forget his name. But what we talked about last week, where uh, one of the three amigos said that they're not going to sign him. I think that's bullshit, and I think he's just trying... We already talked about that in my last podcast. So I'm not going to go over it again. But, um, yeah, it's not looking good. Um, Which, you know, if if they can't figure it out by the second or third round, Mark Marquez, well, after last season, we can't write anybody off until basically last third of the, the championship, but... If he's saying they can't even compete for podiums, then that's gonna be a real big issue. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter how big of a deficit you're gonna you're gonna have. If you're not competing for podiums every single race um, you're not gonna win the title. This isn't NASCAR. Um, so yeah, and speaking of contention, this they, they, so the second day, the second test results. I'll just go over the testing in case you all haven't done it or looked at timesheets. So, from top to bottom, Pecco, Zarko, Fabio, Marini, Bisecki, Bastianini, Alex Marquez, Jorge Martin, Brad Binder. Wow, that's actually kind of a surprise he's fifth. Uh, Alesh, Miguel, Top Gun, Joan Mir, Mark Marquez, Renz, Raul Fernandez, Militam, Paul Franco Morbidelli Takaki, Augusto, and Mikel Pirro, being the Ducati test rider, um, Brad Binder, in in the top ten, not bad, and the speed was actually pretty good too. So um, yeah, that's interesting that he's is he he's a ninth and his teammate is down in seventeenth. Interesting. Uh, let's compare that with the day one test. So top to bottom: Peco, Luca, Maverick, <laughs> Alex Marquez, Ra- Raul Fernandez, Miguel, Marco bezecchi Fabio um, di Gian Antonio, who was out on di- t- day two because he was concussed. Wow, would be actually holding out a right holding out a rider because of me- health reasons? Shocker. Uh, Jorge Martín, Alex Rins. Aleish, Johan Zako, Juan Mir, Brad Binder, Jack Miller, Enea, Stefan Braudel, Mark Marquez, Mikel Piro, Franco, Paul, Takagin, Augusto Fernandez. Um, so, Augusto, he's got the times like he's the rookie, and it's showing. Um, hopefully, he can get, he can, get, he can uh, do better than being being back there with Takagi uh, for the season. Um, So yeah, hold on. I'm getting some technical issues with my computer here. Sorry about that. Um, So yeah, there really has been very interesting because they rolled out that new arrow for the fork, for uh, on the forks. And this bike is looking more and more like a Formula One car. and Alisha even said that with all the furniture they got on the bike, there's a ton of downforce, which I would hope he had downforce because if you have all that furniture on there and you're getting lift or no change at all, that would be a lot of time and money wasted for, for nothing. Um, but, God, that bike looks like those 2005 the 1 cars. And it's just... it's It's interesting and... And also just disheartening at the same time because you're seeing how these little bits and pieces make such a difference on the bikes, but yet it's just adding more and more onto these bikes, and it's just taking away from from the from what the from what motorcycles should be, which it should be about the engine, the rider. It, the tires, the suspension, the lean angle, it, sh- it should be about all that. It sh- you shouldn't have downforce or anything outside the rider's control, anything that's mounted on the bike um, permanently um, dictating how the bike should handle. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this setup does, not just in race, um, in the races and sprint qualifying, Um, And it's also going to be interesting if the FIM FIM and Dorna do anything um, to try to curb that. Um, But they've been historically very hands-off when it comes to um, putting in place um, updated um, rules. Basically, they just have this big-ass box where... if. The bike needs to fit inside. If it doesn't fit inside, then whatever doesn't fit needs to be chopped off. And that's kind of been the way they do things. Um, Whether we agree with that or not is is a mute point. But um, we'll see. Um, And it's going to be a short and sweet podcast because we just... It's very early in the morning over here on the west coast of America... And there wasn't a whole lot for me to talk about. Um, So, the final topic will be the quote from, or I shouldn't say quote, but the, well, it is kind of a quote, but Ferrari News came out with um, an interesting, uh, let's see here. I had it saved and then it just magically, oh, there we go. Okay. So, after that, and this is from Fanatics Ferrari on Twitter. After the, after the nightmare, Bahrain GP Charles Leclerc requested a meeting with Ferrari president John Elkin and Marinella to discuss the situation, seeking to share his point of view and receive reassurance. Charles wants to win with Ferrari, but feels that time is running out. Now, this is probably, this obviously, this is just, this could be a source, this could be rumors um but charles is finding out what it's like to race with ferrari uh ever since schumacher left they've that team has been where champions go to die uh from kimi raikkonen to alonso to vettel i mean you've got all these all these drivers who one could argue is better than than charles and they've done absolutely nothing with that team. And here he is finding out that what's basically been in front of him this whole time. Um, do I think that Charles Leclerc is a championship winning driver? Yes, I do. But I also thought the same with Daniel Ricciardo, um, to be completely honest. Um I still think that with Daniel, but, I, but circumstances and his selection in teams have dictated uh, otherwise. But it's just interesting to see that Charles is feeling more and more like his time with Ferrari is, is coming to an end. Um, and that's going to be interesting in and of itself if he decides to leave Ferrari, who is he going to go to? Um because he's he's too talented of a of a driver to to not get a seat. Um and I'm just spitting and this is just me just kind of live reacting to this. Could he potentially replace Lewis Hamilton? Um at Mercedes. That's a possibility. That's more of a possibility than him going to to Red Bull. I mean Max for Max isn't gonna want him there because that's Max's team. Um McLaren, that's Lando's team, and McLaren, as we've seen, is on the back the <laughs> the backest of backfoots right now. Um Aston Martin, I don't see him wanting to go there. Um because our customer team they're not a factory works team. Um and it takes someone like Fernando Alonso to really be able to get every inch of, get every potential percentage of performance out of that car that's possible. And Alonso's probably one of the best drivers out there. Um, I would say he's he is the best driver out there besides, who's not named uh, Lewis or Max. Um and plus, the guy's like fifty goddamn years old, and he's still, and he's still kicking these these kids' asses. Um, yeah, I can't see him going to, to all those teams. Mercedes is the only team that I can see him, that I can see him going to. Um, you know, I I can't see him staying with Ferrari if this continues. Now, Frank Vasser, obviously, this is his first, <laughs> literally his first race in his first year, so he can. He definitely has time to turn things around, but we're already seeing that the the hot the seat is already getting hot. You know, you have your you have this product this protege this this savior of Ferrari, this young savior Ferrari, who's now showing that he's growing impatient with with the team, and that is not good for Frank Vasseur. Now, if anybody could kind of Weather the storm and temper and be able to put a lid on it, it would be Frank. Because um, we've all seen how Matteo uh, acts when he's got issues on his hands that that he needs to deal with, specifically with Charles. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out um, and how Frank Wasser reacts to. To not just, if not just this, this supposed, this rumored, um, growing impatience with Charles, but also with the team, if they continue to shoot themselves in the foot, um, seeing how he reacts and see if he makes any changes and what those changes are. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be inter- interesting. You know, we got a few we got a few storylines with um with N F one um with Mercedes trying to basically redesign a whole car in the middle of a during the season in the in a cost cap era. Um and we also have Charles Leclerc who could be running out of patience with, with uh with the team. Not to mention McLaren and their in their struggle to not Be competing with Williams in the back of the grid. Um, well, that I did, I said it was short, it's definitely going to be short, not even a half hour. (laughs) Um, if anything comes up, I will be sure to uh, post it on my Instagram. Um, running out of things to say, so I'm just going to end it. (laughs) I hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you on next Monday morning. Till then. Have fun, be safe, catch y'all later.